1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, this week we're playing a game of spot the difference. This is something you can do as well. Go to the Crawford Art Gallery's website, find Work of the Week and bring it with you on your phone or your iPad or whatever you fancy and stand outside the Crawford Art Gallery and compare the two like I did with curator Michael Waldron this week. Now Michael, we're going to compare and contrast your gaff, Crawford Art Gallery but it was the old custom house. So we're looking at Arthur Hill's view of the old custom house from 1862. That's this week's work of the week. I've got that in my hand on my iPad, right up to the front of the building as it stands now. And if you were to compare the two, what do you see now that you don't see then? Or what? what's the difference? Spot the
0: difference. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Some of it is very recognisable. You know, it, it, it's a very similar building in some ways, yeah. but it is a smaller building. It has some features that we will recognise and others that we won't. And a viewpoint that we don't quite see anymore. No. Because this watercolour from 1862 shows a building that was by then about 130 something years old and it has all of the features we expect to see we have the red brick facade with the limestone details we have all of the windows present and correct the chimneys present and correct but even the clock on the front of our building and the two pineapples and the two carved pineapples either side of it they're all there but what's a little bit different is that if we look at the roof line, in the middle of the roof, where it would usually just be one sloped roof, yeah. you have another structure coming out of it. It's kind of like a greenhouse planted on the top of the building. But it's got a lovely name. It's a roof light or roof lantern. Roof lantern. Which sounds much more romantic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and it that had a, had a function. Yeah. It did. It had a function. Because, can you believe it, in the 1860s, our collection of Canova casts that started the story here. They're in our sculpture galleries today, but in 1862 they were in the attic. (laughs) (laughs) They were on the top floor and they needed this roof light, essentially, or roof lantern, to let in light so people could see them. So it was the top shelf, really, wasn't it? It was (laughs) was the top shelf, but what's hilarious is that Henry Jones Thaddeus, who was an artist from Cork, He studied here not long after this watercolour was made and he said that the casts were so black from dust and the muscles so increased in size because of the layers of dust on these casts that it was very hard, really, to draw them, even in the bright light. So it builds a picture of maybe the the slight chaos of this building at the time and that there was a sign on the main staircase that said to walk and not run for fear that those stairs would collapse.
1: now the stairs have a story to tell as well. They do. A <laughs> you know,
0: Arthur Hill, when he painted this, it wasn't a custom house anymore. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was then known as the Royal Cork Institution, or... It had been under the ownership of the Royal Cork Institution, mm. a forerunner of UCC and MTU. But it was probably best known as the Cork School of Art or Cork School of Design. This was an educational facility where you would study art and other things like mm. science and so on. But it was really a school of art. And Arthur Hill was only about 14 or 15 when he made this. He was a teenager. What? He attended, was good. He was good yeah. and he attended classes with his mother, Margaret Hill. Right. So she was attending classes, he was attending classes. It must have been a kind of nice time. OK, let's go inside to school, man. We have to race <laughs> up the stairs. I'll beat you to the top. <laughs> Insert class bell. <laughs>
1: okay. Now, before we race up the stairs to...
0: Sight of change, yeah. evolution of a building. There's a story about the stairs, isn't there? A connection with Mr Hill. There is. So, you know, if we think in 1862 when he was painting this watercolour, You had to walk, not run up the stairs. (laughs) By 1884, when he got the commission to design an extension to the building, Mm. he also renovated the old part. Mm. In the heart of that building, he built a staircase, (laughs) which is still the staircase we use today. A very fine, I think, mahogany staircase with lovely classical designs. But then just on the stairposts, At the the bottom, middle and top of the stairs, you have lovely floral designs. Shamrocks, in some cases thistles, flowers and leaves. Permanently planted. Still growing. Exactly. (laughs) And it's thought that Arthur himself designed the staircase or his office and that maybe the floral designs were influenced by his wife, who would have also studied in this building. Did he design anything else? He designed, with his son, Henry Houghton Hill, the Munster and Leinster Bank at 66th South Mall, which is now AIB. Ah. He also designed the Metropole Hotel. Ah, you can and see it, yes. If you have a red brick turret anywhere yeah. in, in the city, yeah. it's very likely to have been a hill building. <laughs> okay, all right. We're nearly at the top of the hill, come on. <laughs>
1: Now, let's not give away all the surprises, but this is one you have to tell people about. This is on loan from somebody we will reveal in a minute. (laughs) But what we're looking at now is a gorgeous, and it's not a toy, and
0: it's not just for Christmas. It's a gorgeous model, isn't it? It's a gorgeous architectural model of what looks to be our building, but with a difference. This is an architect's model by Arthur Hill. We think from about 1879, 1880 imagining what this building could look like if he did get the commission to extend it Uh which we know he did (laughs) but he seems to have been thinking about this building for a long time from the time he was a teenager all the way through to his maturer years we're very lucky to have this unknown from the Allen family at Ballymaloo House they have kept it in their care for Mm -hmm. over 140 years Mm -hmm. and it is in remarkable shape
1: You'll explain to me why the Allen family had it in a minute. But when you look
0: at the plans he drew up, what would people have been treated to? Well, if he'd had his way yes. with this plan, this would have been a school of art, a school of science and a school of music. Wow. Located next to the Opera House and this was to be the heart of a cultural quarter for the city. And so not only would there have been art classrooms, but there were elementary classrooms for people who left primary school but needed to gain even just basic reading and writing skills. Remember, this is the 1870s, 1880s. There were science laboratories, two houses (laughs) or residences, and a music auditorium. All in his plan, but the budget would not stretch that far. You could have had a university right in the middle of Cork City Centre. Well, you could have, yeah. um, but I suppose by then there was already a university yeah. at UCC, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the plan started to shrink a little bit, and it focused kind of crazily, if you think about it. Um, the arts are usually last on the list. The arts won out, and Great. visual art became the focus of this, of this building. Cork is a better off place for it. Well done, Lance. Listen, what's the connection between the Allen family and Arthur Hill? Well, Arthur Hill, of course, his son, Henry Houghton Hill, have a very strong connection to the Allens because Arthur was the grandfather of Myrtle Allen, who (laughs) was born Myrtle Hill and, of course, became the doyen of Irish food at Ballymaloo House and, of course, started originally our cafe in the 1980s in the room beneath the exhibition. So you can't can't escape... (laughs) ..for this week's really tasty morsel. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Connor.
1: There's a PS to this week's Work of the Week because we looked at the past, 1862. We looked at the building in the present. And now we can look at the plans for the future because as soon as you come in the main corridor of the Crawford, you can see... things are going to be in a few years time
0: well pretty soon so we're we're open to the public for at least another year so until the summer of 2024 but what's wonderful is that we have recently received planning approval for our major redevelopment which has been designed by Grafton architects award-winning Irish architects and in partnership with the OPW so it's funded by the Department of Tourism Culture, Arts, Grail Talk, Sport and Media Mm. and it will, I suppose, revolutionise this site. We're a very small space in the middle of the city and the building as it is, is old and needs a little bit of help to bring us into the future. So the project is to conserve the old buildings and bring them up to to date in some ways but keep the atmosphere and the charm and then also to add a structure at the back of the building which will allow people to look out over the city as well
1: the view they'll have from there is amazing and it's slightly better than what the lantern was
0: (laughs) it's our it's our new lantern it's the new lantern a
1: lantern for the city i think arthur here will be proud of it i hope he will anyway thanks arthur and thanks to the architects and designers of the future as well so that's it the crawford art gallery past present
0: and future something to look forward to.